Thanks for joining us for the Hospitality Hangout, a hospitality-focused podcast where the founders of Branded Strategic share their insights and bring technology and innovation leaders that are making things happen in the industry we love. My name is Jimmy Frischling, otherwise known as the finance guy. I'd like to introduce my partner, Mr. Michael Schatzberg, also known as the restaurant guy. And thanks for that kind introduction, Jimmy. And to all those listening, feel free to call me Shatsy. Together, we are the personalities behind Branded Hospitality Ventures. We work at the intersection of hospitality, technology, innovation, capital, and, of course, coffee. That is what we do, Jimmy. We love coffee. We love capital, technology, innovation, hospitality. Uh, Jimmy, we got an incredible show with an incredible guest. I don't know how we get these guests. I don't know how we get these guests. But, Jimmy, before we jump into it, I must tell everybody listening, all three of us, <laughs> that, that I got to tell you, Jimmy, there is a great new sponsor here at the podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chico. Chico's Bail Bonds, as you know, yeah. has, uh, Chico. has no longer our sponsors. We don't have to wear the jersey anymore, Jimmy, the Chico's Bail Bonds shirt that you have. You don't have to wear it anymore. <laughs> our new sponsor is a marketplace. Uh, techno- it's a Jimmy, it's Boom. It's Boom both. is a marketplace. You go Boom.store. It is a, it is a techno- technology marketplace. For everyone in the hospitality and food service business who is looking for a solution, if you're looking for a tech solution and you own a restaurant, a hotel, a bar, anywhere food and and, and beverages sold, you got to go check out Boom because let me tell you, there are over 500 of the most innovative, top, the, the best, the best technology platforms out there, Jimmy. It's pretty Jimmy. impressive. I got, I got to tell you, Shats, one of the only numbers I think you ever get right on the podcast yeah. is when you comment about how many companies we have on the uh, on the marketplace. 546 yes. and a half. Yes, that's, that's great. Say, any, time, any other time you touch numbers, I got to say, I'm like, I, I'm terrible. squeamish. I'm, I'm getting terrible. nauseous. Terrible with the numbers. But you this know one, what number right I'm good with, Jimmy? You know what number I got? You know what, what it cost to use Boom for a uh, – if you want a restaurant, you want to go on Boom, you want to find a uh, point of sale, inventory, you know, HR, workforce management, you want to find online order, you want to find something. You know how much it costs? Oh, this sounds very expensive. Very expensive. You think, right? Think. I think. Zero. Zero. Point. Zero. How do we make money charging zero? How does Boom make money charging zero? Jimmy, you are the finance guy, and I'll leave it to you. Jimmy, we got a guest waiting in the queue. Let's yes, get to yes. it. By the way, let me just finish the punchline. Volume, Jerry. We make oh, it open volume. Oh, yeah, I Vol- volume. Volume, yes. Oh. Volume. <laughs> All right. En- enough of that banter. Boom. Shout out to you. But let's dig in. We have a very exciting episode today. Our guest is our friend, Mr. Jacob Jaber, uh, co-founder of Phil's Coffee and Consumer Investor. Um, I think very it's exci- Isn't it Phil Jaber? I do not think it is Phil's. Oh. It is Jacob Jaber, oh. co-founder of Phil's Coffee, and that's oh. what we're going to be talking about today. Chat, oh. you said it in the intro. I saw what you did there. Technology, innovation, capital, and coffee. I saw what you did. You I like know what that? you did. Yeah. I like that. But listen, before we bring Jacob in, he's wondering, when the hell do I get involved with this show? Or is it just, I'm just here to watch Chats and Jimmy talk. But before we get Jacob in, and he's coming in soon, being that our podcasts are released on Tuesdays, we now have a segment called Trivia Tuesday. Every week, we have a fun trivia question about our guests, but here's the catch. You got to stick around to the end to find the answer. So here's what, here's the way this works. We call it two truths and a lie. Say that 10 times fast, two truths and a lie. Okay. If you don't know how it works and chat, he's still trying to figure it out. I'm going to give you three facts about our friend, Jacob. Two are true. One is false. Shatsy, two plus one equals three. Just trying to help you out. Okay. Two are true. One is false. Here we go. Here are the three facts. Number one, Jacob's hidden talent is juggling. 
In fact, two. Jacob used that. to work as an Abercrombie and Fitch model. He's extremely handsome. He's very that. handsome. Man. He is yeah. a very handsome. He's a tall drink of water, I got to tell you. And I don't, know. I don't know. He's not. Is he standing? Fact three. Jacob almost got drafted by the NBA. Yeah, Jimmy, everybody almost got drafted. I almost got drafted. I mean, everybody did almost got drafted in the NBA. <laughs> Chad, I mean, your, you know? your sports career ended with JV soccer, okay? High school JV soccer. All right, Jacob, hidden talent, juggling. Jacob, used to be an Abercrombie Fitch model. Jacob, hey, Jacob how tall are you? Six feet. Six feet, baby. Okay. You see what I did there, Jimmy? I see what you did there. All right. All right. There's a lot of great six feet I've players. seen those Abercrombie models, man. They ain't no 5'8 like me. All right, all right. Anyway, we're very excited. Remember, stick around to the end of the episode to find out the real story. Jacob, we're finally welcome to the podcast, my friend. We'll let you take the lead. Please give us a background, a little background about yourself and, of course, Phil's Coffee. Thank you guys for having me. It's a real pleasure. I love the That's energy. A That's a and, lie. He's already uh, lying, Jimmy. <laughs> I think he's, on, I think he's being honest. Two minutes on the show, I, he's already I, lying. I'm on, There's one day a week I'm honest, and that's Fridays. So I'm telling the truth. Here we go. Honest uh, Fridays. <laughs> honest Fridays. So, yeah, no, I uh, um, I love people. I've been in business since I was nine years old. I started in a convenience store, my dad's convenience store in the Mission District in San Francisco, standing on top of milk crates, ringing up people at the register. Hated school because I felt like I was forced to learn stuff I wasn't interested in from people who weren't interested. Uh, interesting. So I, I kind of put all of my energy into working with my dad, and I learned a ton about business and people there, and I fell in love with it. And I've been doing that mostly ever since. And um, yeah, I think uh, the coffee business really helped me uh, learn more about people because when you're in the coffee business, you're really in the people's business and you learn how to uh, interact with different people from all walks of life. And the most important thing my dad taught me was respect, kindness, and doing the right thing. And those are values I hold uh, very near and dear to my heart because no matter where you come from, you got to respect people. And this is how we built a community, a community of different types of people who come together over a cup of coffee. And that's how we grew the business. Uh, started with one store, didn't know what the hell we were doing. We, st we still don't know a lot. We're learning every day. Figuring it but, out. Uh, yeah, we're at almost 75-ish stores. And um, yeah, and I've been doing that. Uh, How big is the uh, ish running. store, by the way? The ish is about half. Half, <laughs> half built. Half built. So yeah, and uh, I've been doing that for 20 years. From one store to 75-ish stores. And uh, I've, I've fell over the years in love with investing and helping founders because I got help when I started. I didn't know anything. So I love giving back and helping founders in the consumer space. So I, I'm starting to do a lot more of that investing, advising. And we built. I built a little holding company that I'm now working on that has three parts to it. It's investing in companies. It's buying small businesses and helping them grow. Or it's a little, it's a studio. It's an incubation studio where we build things if we have ideas. So that's what I'm working on now. And I'm really excited to hopefully 50 years from now, look at a painting. And every day we're trying to you know, create this painting of the best consumer brands in the world that delight people and delight customers and are really customer obsessed. So that's awesome. Uh, that's what's thank happening. You, thank you for all that. And it's been a great podcast. Jimmy, next week on the podcast, uh, we have another guest. Uh, this has been a great one. Uh, there's nothing really more to say. I mean, we've got everything out of Jacob now. So who's on who's next week, Jimmy? 
I got to tell you, I'm so I'm more excited about this podcast now that Jacob just gave the intro than when we started because it reminded me a lot of my my own pop work for my grandfather. My own like my grandfather had a and, bodega, and, and had little a little bodegas, market, right? A little bodega. I'm, I'm and what, like 100, 100, 120 something. Where was in, that? Uh, up in uh, Washington Heights? Um, your dad would be at your birthday party. This so would give you the whole yeah. story. Before Lin Manuel made the Heights famous, my dad and my grandfather had a bodega up there, and my dad was a stock boy. And to Jacob's point, it was getting to know the community, the neighborhood, and it's such a high-touch business. And and I got to tell you, you and I were bartender chats, but I got to tell you, the coffee barista, the coffee shop's as personal as the bar and a lot freaking healthier. Like, it's a little more, you know, hey, let's, how's your day? Get ready for the day. We were dealing with customers coming out of work being like, well, that was a tough day. Give me a, give me a, give me two, two or three fingers. Um, but anyway, I digress. No, uh, no, sure. it, it's awesome. And listen, we got a lot to talk about because anybody's got 75-ish stores. That's a lot to talk about in the coffee business. I remember out in San Francisco with you, Jimmy, not that long ago. And uh, and I saw a bunch of Phil's coffees and we got some coffee because everybody to only talk about is Phil's coffee out there. Like I don't know what he puts in it. And after off, you know, offline he'll tell I'll us. Tell you, I'll tell you what he puts in it. I'll tell you right now, Shaq. Okay, what is it? No, I'll tell you, oh my oh my god, I'll tell you what he puts in the coffee. Soldier's coffee? Love. It's love. You it's got love. it. The it's secret love. is love it's and love. passion. Yes. Well, I knew I tasted something weird. No, no one, no oh, one cares you go into about films, You feel no that front. You feel that there's a smile. They, it's like it is part of that DNA. They are welcoming you into their store, which is an extension of their. It's their home. It's their living room, and I you're coming it. in there. It was love. I'm not kidding. I'm serious. You know, about we that. call it. You're you're totally right about that. Uh, we used to. My dad and I would call this grandma's house style hospitality because when you go to grandma's house, what happens? She welcomes you. She wants yes. to feed you. She I wants to overfeed you. Bazooka chewing gum every time. She'll give, she'll give you money, and she'll just spoil you and she'll yes. love you. So how do you bring this grandma's house hospitality? And grandma always puts love in the food, she you know, does. and you can taste the care. So we try to treat every customer with that same level of love and care. And if you do that, you're going to be rewarded. I, I love it. All right, listen, we got a lot to cover here. So I'm going to give you two minutes, or maybe not even two minutes. I want to give the quick founder story, how I built this uh, from Jacob, Phil's Coffee, how I built this in under two minutes. Okay. Well, started out as a barista with my dad. We didn't know much. We knew two or three things. One, how to treat people. Two, how to make a personalized cup of coffee. And three, we knew how to work the business. We knew how to how to make sure, you know, we started with nothing. So when a cup, a 12 cent cup fell on the floor, we got pissed. We got pissed, you know, that cost, that cost money. Sense. So yeah, no we had that, we had that mindset. Uh, and I think um, what we did is we, we focused on those things and we supplemented our strengths uh, with people who were great at things that we didn't really know how to do, which is, you know, create systems and processes and, and organizational structure to help us get to the, the 10th store, the 11th store, the 12th store. And, uh, yeah, and we we've actually at one point, and I don't know if this is true today. I have to check, but we're considered the largest independent third wave coffee company in America. I uh, I, I tell right now that's fact. I know for a fact that's a fact, Jimmy. I yeah, I, I, I believe just it is. Fact check it. <laughs> right, there it is. Fact check it. Of course, it's real it's news. It's yeah, real news. Breaking news. Uh, breaking news. Breaking news. Yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Oh, I mean, uh, who's going to argue we, with you? No one on this podcast, that's for sure. 
And that's it. That that's it. And and uh, in terms of investing uh, and advising, uh, I've uh, helped hundreds of entrepreneurs, uh, and it gives me the most joy. And I try to pay attention to what brings me the most joy and spend time on those things. So helping entrepreneurs, strategizing, finding product market fit, uh, building building a team, uh, and investing. I have almost twenty companies in in in, in our portfolio and. Uh, you know, we're we're out we're there. Gonna get, we're going to get into all that. We're going to get into that because there's a lot to digest here, Jimmy. Yeah, listen, I love I love the story about how uh, you worked with your father and how this came to be. How I built that, Shatsy, I, I swear that sounds like I've heard that before. But okay, I'm I just made that up. For that. I think I think you might be biting off someone else's uh, bit, but I, so. I, maybe. All right, listen, I love hearing about the success of fellow operators and fellow founders. I, I love this business. We love this industry. Um, so while you, 2003, when you started, doesn't seem that long ago. Um, a lot has clearly changed uh, since those days when Phil's first opened. Um, for our audience, for our listeners, can you share a little bit about, you know, what does it take to build a restaurant today? What does it take? Because you've learned a lot. As you said, you knew nothing when you started other than when, you know, what you and dad were gritty and you were and respect and hustling. But a lot's changed and you've learned a lot. So what can you share uh, about what it takes to build a restaurant or a venue such as Phil's today? I think the most important thing is you got to love what you're doing. You got to love the product that you're selling. I see a lot of technology first companies that sell food and it's very difficult to succeed because you have to love food if you're in the food business technology is an enabler it's not the starter so i think you really got to love is particularly if you're in the restaurant or food or beverage industry you got to love it you got to love it that's number one number two if you have ambitions to grow you got to be both stubborn with your vision and your values but like a sponge on learning and figuring out how to grow, make mistakes, bring in people, listen to different ideas. So you got to be a, a learning machine because if you haven't done it before, you really need to learn. You need to listen to people who've done it and you need to take some of things from their playbook. You need to also live by your values and you need to blend those things and do it one step at a time. The other thing I'd say is a lot of people default to fundraising. In the early days of a business like this, your best investors are your customers. You have to earn every single customer that walks in the door. And if you have one store and you're doing great, you should do so great that you earn enough cash to open up your second store, your third store, your fourth store. So I'd bootstrap as long as possible so you can really stay in the game and understand all aspects of the business and build that love and that, that culture. And then from there, if you have ambitions, you know, then you start, you know, bringing in, it's kind of these milestones. You reach these milestones. Running one store is very different than running 10 yeah. stores. And running oh, 10 stores man. is very different than running 50. Oh, it's so almost to two, you just doubled your footprint. It's easier I, to run 20 stores than four stores. And the reason is that four stores, you're not making enough money to afford to salaries. Build the infrastructure. Yeah, yeah exactly. To build so it's a tricky, it's a tricky situation. I used to get called at 3 a.m. to, you know, the window got broken. Who's, who are they going to call? You know, I was, I was wearing, yeah, I was wearing 40 hats, but that's, that's what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. That's what you got to do. I, I want to, I want to interject. I know Shatz, you're going to, you're going to take over in a second, but I just want to comment. Um, and maybe here's a little inside baseball on branded. Um, a disproportionate number of our founders and CEOs, um, more than half actually cut their teeth 
in the industry. They started somewhere in the hospitality industry. Maybe they were a barback or a busboy or a waiter or a bartender or a barista or, but they started the industry. Now, that doesn't mean we only invest in companies that, that where somebody cut their teeth, but if they didn't cut their teeth, and the key word, Jacob, you said was listening, being a sponge. You don't have to have gone Wait, through what, the trials. What did you just say, Jimmy? Exactly. You don't have to go through the trials and tribulations, but if you didn't go through them, you if the importance of actually welcoming uh, ideas and, and listening to experience of those who did is so important because this is a unique industry that I like to say is the most misunderstood because everyone feels they understand it. They understand it from a perspective of a guest, and they have experience as a guest at a, at a coffee shop, at a restaurant, at a hotel. They have a guest experience, and they then project that onto what it must be like to run that business. Running it is very different than being the guest, and I think that's why I'm harping on this because, Jacob, you said listening and sponge, and those resonate with me because that to me is what delineates and differentiates the people that grow and really succeed because you can't do it all on your own. So anyway, sorry, Shatz, I, I digress, yeah, no, I, I want to tell share you, I was just thinking about what you know. You just said about you know somebody breaks a window at 3 o'clock in the morning and they call, they're going to call you. It just reminds me of uh, what I would always say as an operator myself – uh, for so many years, it's, uh, you know, operating a restaurant, you have to have a lot of hats, even if you have four stores, one store, five, so a hundred. So you really do, because you got to be a, you're the operator. Yeah. You, you got to know how to wash dishes because that could happen. Sometimes you got to know how to bust tables. Cause you probably got to do that at some point, right? You got to be able to host and seat and greet people. Cause you probably got to do that. You probably got to be an electrician. Cause at some point, some electrical issue happens and it needs attention right now. There's not, I can't wait till tomorrow. You gotta be a plumber. Cause there's always a plumbing issue and you got to fix that right away. And uh, by the way, today, today you have to be a technologist. You have to be a data analyst. You have to be a data miner. Like all of a sudden today you have to be a psychologist, psychologist. Yes. resource director. Uh, you got to breathe. You got to wear a lot of hats, you know? And, and I just reminds me, I was at a, a, a panel here in New York uh, this past week uh, about the uh, state of the industry. It was all hospitality people and we were all together. And I, I felt like it was the, um, it was a, what is it, like, like the cone of silence? What is that? You know what I mean? It was a happy place. It was a safe place. And I said, you know, every single person in, in the world, or certainly in the country, should have to spend like one year working in hospitality. Just one year. And, and that would give you an understanding of how to treat people, you know, and what it's like, you know. And it was really meant to be, like in New York, we have all these politicians making all sorts of crazy rules and laws all the time. And I said, you know, have any of these people that made any of these rules ever worked in a restaurant? Because they're making these rules for us and they never worked in a restaurant. <laughs> Go work in a restaurant for a couple of years and then make make some rules, you know. Anyway, uh, it was just you something I, To your I, point, I, you can't make a decision in the hospitality business behind a desk. Get your ass out on the floor with the people. Yep. Got to be in the store. Yeah, you got to yeah. be in the store. Anyway, uh, I, 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 Jimmy, go, go, go ahead with your with your next question because yeah. it's a doozy. Okay, yeah, listen, I'm – first of all, I love what you just shared uh, and from your experience and learnings and the growth and success you've had with Phil's. Um, but, I, but I'm really fired up also to talk about your current work in the investment space. So much like um, us, that's myself and the team at Branded, um, your passion is not just to invest, but it's really to help founders – 
um, and, and particularly in their early stages when, when really that's where I think it is most impactful and influential. Can you share a little bit about what you, you know, what do you look at in companies and the founders you work with? What, what, what gets your attention and gets you want to lean in either with your time, uh, your capital or both? Yeah, it's a great question. And real quick, so the 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 little holding company that that we created has three parts to it. It's investments, it's acquisitions. So we buy small businesses that yep. we understand and could grow, and then build. So the little uh, it's like a little studio incubation studio. studio. So those awesome. are three. On on the, you know, uh, I love helping pretty much any founder that's really serious. Right. Because sometimes when you're early on and you're not sure, it's hard to figure out what you want to do in life. People have ideas and I always advise people to go play and try things that feel right. And then you just iterate from there, from things that you really you, know, you, you love. But I think what I pay attention to is, number one, do I understand it? Is it within my circle of competence, as Warren Buffett would say? I have to understand it. If I don't understand it, you know, if it's semiconductors or healthcare, mm -hmm. I'm not touching it. That's mm -hmm. number one. So do I understand? Number two, is the founder excellent? So excellence is defined into two ways, character and competence. Do they have good values? Are they a good person? Are they an honest person? Are they willing to learn? Uh, are they passionate? And then competence. Do they know what they're, what they're doing and do they have a point of view that's differentiated? Uh, so it's, do I understand it? Mm -hmm. Is the person behind it absolutely excellent? And the reason in the early stages, you got to put more emphasis on the person is that, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it, there's so many, there's so many iterations to get to the final product. You know, your first initial idea might not be exactly it. Maybe mm -hmm. there's some version of it. If you have the wrong person, they might just give up or they might not have that proper diagnosis. If you have the right person, they have an hypothesis, they go after it, they iterate, they go after it, they iterate until they find something that works. And then they're good enough with people that they can attract great people to help them grow. So do I understand it? Is the founder great? Does Is there a lot of potential, right? So do I see, do, do I think that this can help millions of people? That That's, that's very important. Um, and in conjunction with that, uh, I'm really a big fan of cash flows over just raising a lot of money. Mm -hmm. um, so I really want to be able to see a clear line of sight to a sustainable cash flowing business model um, that's not overly reliant on constant fundraising because something's going to go wrong just like it it has and it is where, you know, things blow up and it, it doesn't funds, work. Funds so dry up. Yeah. So these are some of the things I pay attention to. And I also think simplicity is very, very, very important. If I can't understand something in 10 minutes, um, I have to pay attention to that. And I've made mistakes where I've, you know, if I try to continue to understand yeah. it, you know, in the face, four, in the face. Yeah, hits you in the face. So those are some of the things I, I, I look for. I don't care if you, if you haven't done it before, um, I don't care if you if you worked at McKinsey or you've worked at a grocery store. I don't care. I'm looking at you right now. What are you doing? Right. What yep. do you want to do? Why do you want to do it? So those no, are some that's, thoughts. That's oh, awesome. Shat, I'm you jump in. But to our listeners, that was gold, Jerry. That was gold. No, really, it, 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 it really is. It's at the end of the day, it really it really is. And and I think the uh, giving giving folks a chance 
is really important. So like you just said, it doesn't matter if you're a McKinsey or you work in a grocery store. It doesn't mean that your idea is any better or worse, you know? So, and, 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 and I think it's really awesome. Uh, changing that, that, that segment was sponsored by McKinsey. One of the world's oh, yeah. leading, one of the world's leading uh, consulting and advisory yeah, firms. Really, yeah, and we, don't care. we don't care if you work yeah. there or a grocery store, but McKinsey. The, the last thing <laughs> I'll say, and it's tied to all this, which is you got to do the work. Yes. If you don't have the work ethic or you feel entitled or you feel like, oh, I'm too good for that job, you're not going to work. It's not going to You shouldn't be a founder. You know, so yeah, there you go. Yeah, no, you you're 100% work. right. Uh, listen, work. changing gears just a little bit. Uh, you know, look, you look at Jimmy, you know, he's a handsome devil. He's not only an attractive young fella, but he's also an incredibly talented writer. And uh, Jimmy, you know, he he we he launched really just a weekly update, uh, uh, really an email going out to uh, to our investors to keep them updated on what everything happening, and that has now blossomed beautifully into the Brandon Weekend update, which Jimmy uh, writes every every weekend. And and you have, uh, from what I understand, you are an incredible writer, and 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 you launched uh, a Jacob Substack. Um, while I don't want to get too much into the differences between the two, I really want to take this conversation to something interesting that everyone's talking about right now. It's ChatGPT. Everyone's talking about ChatGPT and, and, and can that help operators? Can it help business owners? Can it create more content, et cetera? I mean, I know for me, I've been using ChatGPT for like 20 years. My ChatGPT <laughs> was Mel Brooks and Jerry Seinfeld. That's where I get all my content from, okay? That was my that was my analog chat. Whatever they said, I knew I could go to a party at dinner, I could say it and be like, that's gold, Jerry. Let's go. You know, that was my ChatGPT. But no, seriously, Jacob, I'd love to hear your thoughts on chat GPT. Because Jimmy does not use it for his weekend update. That is all original content. What are your thoughts on that? What's going on with this chat well, GPT? It's very impressive, and I think AI is a real thing, and uh, it's going to change a lot of things. But I think you got to step above and look at things from the cloud and the skies and think of these things as tools, right? So there are a lot of tools being created and advancing at a really rapid rate that are going to uh, uh, help us in many, many different ways. But what you can't do, what, what, what these things can't do is they can't generate the ideas. They, they necessarily don't have the judgment on the timing of when to do an idea, uh, the creativity of it. So I, I, I think these tools are beautiful and they should be used, um, but don't let them do the thinking for you. You know, you got to think the most powerful tool we have is the ability to think for ourselves. And a lot of people are not thinking for themselves. I'm a real big fan of first principles thinking. I know it's a term used a lot, but it's really, really important because what it really means is that you just keep things simple and you step back and you ask why and you think. So don't let these tools, dele don't delegate thinking to these tools. Use them as tools to help you, but think for yourself and uh, I think that's probably the, the, the I'm still digesting all of it as it evolves, right? I'm no well, you're expert, thinking right but, now. You're stopping but and you you're think. thinking. You got to think. You got you to really think about, you know, think, think for yourself. Uh, and uh, I use it as a tool. I love it. Uh, I, I, I selfishly created the Substack actually because writing forces me to round out 
what's in my head and my thoughts. And sometimes my brain moves so quickly. So when I sit down and I write, it actually, I feel a little bit smarter at the end of my writing because I feel like I was able to articulate things. And when you articulate things, it's really good. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's a wonderful tool. And I think that uh, the tool is gonna, is, is, is gonna make, it's gonna be a huge shift in how people work uh, and how services are provided over the next 10 years. But I also think that what's more important now is the question, not what's gonna change, but what's not gonna change in 20 years. People are still gonna want a deli sandwich People sure are still so. going to want a great cup of coffee. a deli sandwich. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I, I try to think about what's going to change and what's not going to change. Well, yeah. And I, mean, I think that's a not making my tune on rye, is it? Look, I, I love your comment. <laughs> I love your comment about your writing. And um, and again, I appreciate it because uh, people ask me a lot about the, the branded weekend update and how long it takes to, to put it together. For me, it's 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 a um, it allows it, it sharpens my thinking. It, it it's quiet time where I get to gather the, the week we just finished and think about digesting that and what's to come. And I find it to be incredibly helpful selfishly for my, just my own positioning um, and thinking about this industry and deployment of capital and trends. The fact that other people enjoy it, that that's a gift because I would probably just do it even if I just wrote it for myself because it really helps me um, really almost mindset about this business that we're in. So I really, I respect and appreciate, I, I and I got to start that. reading Jacob's Substack because um, I just I started love, it. And yep. uh, it's, it's a, but one quick thing about what you said, the way I think about this is when you eat a meal and you're eating, sometimes you're eating quickly, you're not taking time to digest. So it's yep. the same thing. The week has finished. All yep. this information has been coming at you. Writing helps you digest. Yep. So I love I, I, I yeah. love that. Yeah. I, I do a uh, I use a uh, a Negroni that helps me. Yes. That yes. helps. Or yes. scotch. Yes. But writing also is very helpful yeah. too to the digestion. Or, or, or writing. Yeah. Okay, listen. We opened up. Listen. We opened up the show. We talked about Jacob's past. We now spent some time talking about his present, and now we're going to move on to what is next. For Jacob. And by the way, you've got a lot going on. So by all means, please do not think I, it's kind of like, what have you done for us lately? But you're a person, I think, who continues to uh, learn, evolve, and, and, you know, kind of in, you're like, you're like Wayne Gretzky, anticipating where the puck is going. So what's next for Jacob? You know, uh, uh, energy, good energy. You know, mm -hmm. I, I really, I, I try to, I'm more and more, I'm trying to be aware of uh, the, uh, um, the way I feel after a day's work and what, what gave me good energy. You know, you want to spend time in life with people and things that give you energy, not yes. eat your energy. So on the eat side, let me avoid that stuff. <laughs> let me do less of the thing that eats my energy and let me do more of the things that give me energy. So Man, I think that's that's that's, that's really what I'm trying. That's really what I'm you trying gotta to spend do. more time with people you enjoy spending time with. Yeah, I think it's yeah. the asshole factor. You have to eliminate the asshole factor out of your life. Yes, right. <laughs> yes. You know, yeah. somebody once said to me, Jacob, um, they asked me why was I happy all, but why am I so happy um, since they've known me in, the, in our world of branded? And and I, I spent almost three decades in, in more of a Wall Street environment, and I learned a lot and had some incredible experiences, made some great relationships. But I will say that there, this community on the food service and hospitality side, it's really a very good group. 
Um, there's a there's a community um, that is unlike any I've ever seen. We all, of course there's competition, but there's still a decency, um, and 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 I think it comes with being in the service world. And and to to Shatsi's point, the asshole factor in in this industry I feel is as low as any I've ever seen. It doesn't mean we don't have them. Of course, we, everyone does. Every industry does. But I feel it's less in this one because of the shared experiences that we have. So yes. I, I really dig what you just shared uh, about that and the energy, the positivity. Listen, when we started this podcast, uh, we did it because we, we like to talk and we love to have guests and we like to ask some questions. Uh, and when I say we, I'm not French. I mean we, I mean me. me. Um, but we also know that our guests like to ask us some questions at times. So let's kick off talking back. We're going to give you the microphone, Jacob. You can ask us a question or two. Um, anything you like. Nothing is off the table. As I like to say, Jacob, the microphone is yours. I guess what I'll ask both of you guys is um, what what gives you the greatest energy and what eats your energy? You know, what, what do you enjoy the most and enjoy the least in what you're doing? And uh, if you can spend more time, you know, if you, if you had a chance to you know, map out your next few years, what, what would you be doing? It's a great question. It's a great Shatsy. question. I mean, I, I, just for me, I think you touched on a little bit earlier, at least on the restaurant side of things, and we still are very much restaurant operators, so I'm going to go there. I love when you see customers or hear customers, and most times they have no idea who I am when I'm in the restaurants, and I'll just be sitting there having a drink or whatever, and when I hear them loving something that I know that I had a part in creating, whether it's a new menu item, whether it's a, you know part of the recipe, whether it's maybe a cocktail, whatever it is, just something, uh, a design element of the restaurant, a chair, uh, a picture, something interesting. Just when I hear customers loving things that we thought about and, and you know, we really did, it wasn't just like, you know, you know, uh, just throw things around. It was really very well planned and thought about how we design a menu, the font we picked, the sign, the color scheme, whatever it is. And then they recognize that and they're talking about, oh, I love this. Oh, did you see that? Oh, look at how, how good does that sound? Or they're even, I love that. That just, that just makes me just crazy with excitement. I get so happy. I just, that, that for me is that's why I love the business. I just love that. It's making people happy is what I really enjoy. So for me, that, when I take it back to the restaurant, that, that, that for me is just great. That's I will, awesome. um, Shatch, I got to tell you, that was a, that was a lovely answer. Well, you um, know what, he's, he's talking, to, talking to Jacob, he's really making yeah. me feel so soothing. Yeah. I feel like I'm really getting, getting to know myself. I'm like, I'll, I'll send you guys the bill afterwards. Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> no, it was such a light, that was such a lovely and thoughtful oh. answer. I'm almost, I'm almost surprised you gave it. But anyway, and that's my backwards compliment to you. No, um, I, I will go with, I'll, I'll share Jacob that for me, um, we cast a wide net when um, we started branded and, and, and like a lot of, I think one of the, one of the things I enjoy most about um, working with emerging and young companies is we ourselves, we may, we may not be young, but we ourselves are an emerging and young company. In fact, some of our earliest investments um, when, you know, were, with, that we made in our first, the first 12 months of our existence were in companies that only had not even 12 months of existence uh, or maybe just a little more. So I feel a kinship and a bond with a lot of the companies because they're entrepreneurs and we're entrepreneurs. So I really enjoy that. But we cast a wide net and as and despite and, and we shared a lot of love for this industry and the quality people. But I will say I think one of my desires is to start somewhat reining it in. Um, it doesn't mean we don't want to meet new people and deal with new people. But the fact is there are folks I'm really enjoying. Um, and on that basis, I want to do more with them. 
um, like you've taken your business and gone from Phil's Coffee to now working with other founders and other entrepreneurs. And I, I like, I want to continue to work with good people that have sh- similar principles and values um, and grow and scale together. And at the end of the day, if things don't work out, you know, we could always part ways as friends, I'm not looking for enemies in any way, shape or form, but there are people we're doing good things with. And I want to do more stuff with these good people that I've been fortunate to meet and figure out what's important to them um, and how to grow and scale together in this kind of next chapter in my professional career. And I, I aspire to make this my last because I'm having a really good time. So And you're, that, and you're also, you're old as dirt, Jimmy. So. And I'm old as dirt. That's right. I mean, honestly, you don't have that yeah. much time left, you know. Yeah, Those right. are great that. answers. Those yeah. are great answers. There you have it. All right. Listen, Jim, we're gonna change. We're gonna change gears here. I'm gonna take it up a notch, okay? Because we were getting, we were bringing it down. We were like Fraser Crane moments, you know. We we're like, like DJ Shatsy, where is DJ Shatsy? Taking it back up now. Take it back up, Shatsy. Right. We every uh, the food service feud right now, okay, Jacob. Every week on LinkedIn, we ask over 100 million uh, folks. We have a poll every week on LinkedIn. It's always a fun poll. It could be about uh, the restaurant business, the hospitality, it's food, drinks, whatever, just something related to our industry. We ask, you know, a hundred million people on LinkedIn and we get usually it's a phenomenal response. It's it's I mean, the LinkedIn, the guy who started LinkedIn, I think uh, Wiener or something or rather. Reed he called me. What's his was it? Reed Hoffman and then Reed, Jeff that's Wiener the was the CEO. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that guy, he, he emails me. He emails me all the time. He's like, Shats, I got to tell you, your LinkedIn poll, it, it literally, it's crashing the servers. I <laughs> had to get more like AWS cloud space, you know, so it's really cool that he, that he knows me and he does that. That's how unbelievable this is. So anyway, get your buzzer ready. I'm ready. We ask over 10 trillion people on LinkedIn, <laughs> okay? Get, your, get it ready, okay? Are you ready? What I'm ready. is your favorite type of French fry? Go. Bam. Jimmy, go. Straight, regular French fry. Ding, regular. ding, ding. The number one answer on our board is straight. But I got to tell you, Jacob, you are a guest. So do you care to take a, a guess at what number two, three, or four might be? Parmesan. Truffle, Parmesan truffle <laughs> fries. Yeah, yeah. No, I see where you go with that. I see, and I love that. I love that. But it's it's it's. I think we're looking for the the type of the cut of the French fry. Maybe we're clear. Terrible. The producer did not ask the right question. You were thinking like. The, the flavor French fries. What do they call it? Frinkle or never waffle? Been in my kitchen. They've never been in my kitchen. So yeah. by <laughs> the way, I'm going to go right now and I'm looking. The number one flavored French fry is truffle. So you win there, okay? But no, okay. we were looking for crinkle cut, then waffle crinkle. and curly, okay? But straight yeah. to me, you got it anyway. But I love the truffle. I do love I just, the I just want to say that I just want to put an honorable mention. I think the tater tot has been disrespected by this yes. category. I know it's a I, tot, I, not a I am I think so with you because nobody, I mean, Jimmy, at Big Daddy's, what do we oh, serve? We lit up with tater tots. Everyone tater loves tots. the tater tots. Tater anyway, tots are really even good. sweet potato tots. We need, the, we need the tater tot association to and, call into our producer and say, respect the tot. Respect the yeah. tot. Curly okay. fries, too. I'm surprised Curly is number four. 
Yeah. Pork yeah, pork. I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's I, I think it's a terrible The play, Chick-fil-A you know? has the waffle fries. That's probably – that's why that's number three. That alone. It's that really alone. good. Yeah. All right, listen. You remember at the top of the uh, the top of the show, we played our game, uh, two truths and a lie. I listed three facts about our friend Jacob. Two were true, one was false. Uh, just a refresher. Uh, the three factoids were Jacob's hidden talent is juggling. Jacob used to work at Abercrombie and Fitch as a model. Jacob almost got drafted by the NBA. Shats, do you care to guess? Yeah, I got to tell you, I think I have this nailed, okay? Um, I'm going to say, look, he's six feet tall. We know that because I asked him that. I'm looking at the guy. He's absolutely gorgeous. Jimmy, he's on par with as good-looking as you, and that is really incredible because you are an 11. Oh, I'm going to say right now that, um, that he is um, – he was not almost drafted to the NBA. He 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 was an Abercrombie Fitch model and juggling in his secret talent. All right, Jacob, what is the answer, sir? You are correct. Oh, <laughs> you're fucking beautiful. I mean, look at that. I mean, because everybody almost got drafted to the NBA. A five foot a five foot eight Jew from the Upper East Side almost got drafted. That was me, by the way. <laughs> oh, awesome. Uh, tell me about the, uh, first of all, Abercrombie and Fitch model. Where were you in Abercrombie and Fitch I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a model, but you I was standing working outside there the at the front of the, the store. The front of the store selling That's jeans, bringing absolutely. people in. Oh, wait, did you I, have no shirt on in a bathing suit? Because they used to do that back in the day. I remember, like, these good-looking guys I, I and girls them. stand I was outside. like, hey, can I undress? You know, and they said, no, you can't do that. So I, I, I was wearing a shirt and those little flip-flops. I sprayed yeah. the hell out of my neck with that. Oh, you got to smell good. Good, so yeah, yeah. And then I would just walk people walk by with jeans, and I'm like, "Hey, you can look better. Come on in." Come and then on, would, you jug- in. would you juggle? Would you juggle while doing that? Were you juggling things while doing that? Juggling took place at home. <laughs> so you're just juggling. <laughs> juggling. Took my place kids at home. are all. They all love. My middle one loves juggling. Juggles anything in the house. I mean, what is that a factor? Yeah. So how oranges, much? How much? Oranges are good. How many can you juggle at a time? Four. Four. Whoa. I'm really good with three. Uh, Four, I would say I'm a seven out of ten. With three, I'm ten out of ten. Boom. I like it. I like it. All right. I got to tell you, Jimmy, I am really good at this game, by the way, I'm thinking. You are really good at this game. You win truffle fries. Yeah, I buy truffle fries next time in New York. If this was an occupation of guess true or false, I think I'd do really well. There you have it. Anyway, listen, let me go. Uh, th- that was great. Excellent, excellent. Let's go to the Brandon Quickfire because I got to tell you, we got more stores to open. That other ish store, that 75-ish, I want it to be the 76th store, and and, and we got to get going. Brandon Quickfire, like the LinkedIn poll, is very popular. There is nothing more popular than the Brandon Quickfire. That's not joking around. That is the real truth. Okay, I'm going to ask you, Jacob, five lightning round questions, okay? Don't think too hard. Just give me what first thing that comes into your mind, okay? So I know you like to think a lot. Don't think too hard on this. Just let's just go real quick, okay? I'm not talking now. Here we go. Mimosa or Bloody Mary? Mimosa. Where are you getting dinner from tonight, sir? Home cooked meal. What is your favorite food city in the world? LA. Where is your favorite place to travel? Greece. Nice. Can't, can't go wrong with that. Okay, here we go. Number five. If you were to challenge Jimmy Wright to a good old-fashioned game of hopscotch, who do you have better odds of beating? Jimmy, show me your cane. 
Both, because I'm very competitive. I do not lose. I will not lose. I have to. I have to win. So and both. hopscotch. So yeah. what are you doing? Are you like knocking me out to win? You playing dirty? Maybe. I gotta tell you, Shatsy. Maybe I've I, played hopscotch in a long time. I, I, so. I, respect, I respect Jacob Andrews. He's competitive. He's not going to lose. I think in 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 questions like this. Uh, Jacob may or may not have observed you have a little bit of ADD, a little attention there. Like a little, I think you'd lose, you'd lose interest in that game so fast. You'd be off, you'd be off doing something else. Because it's in hopscotch, you got to throw it to the one, you got to go pick it up, and you got to throw it to the two, and you got to hop in there. Yeah, yeah. By yeah, three, I'd be like, on the floor. I, yeah, I got to get out of here. Okay. By the third thing, I, gotta get I got to get. I think Jacob would beat us both. I think you'd lose interest, Shatsy, or attention very quickly. I lost interest already. And, and the idea of me hopping and bending down and pick stuff up it's a little difficult anyway uh but there you have it jacob uh i respect and agree with your answers thank you so much uh for joining us on the podcast today and for sharing uh, all your great insights really love uh not just what you're doing with phil's uh but what you're doing in this space and and really uh, respect it and and value it and appreciate it because this is a community-oriented business and industry um and the things you're doing are really awesome so we appreciate everything you're doing to support um the industry that we love if you want to get in touch with Jacob directly, you can email the podcast team at podcast at brandedstrategic.com. We'd be happy to make the introduction uh, to our listeners. We want to thank you so much for tuning in. We know there are literally hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there. And the fact is the Hospitality Hangout continues to soar and and continue to um, uh, attract subscribers and, and whatnot. And we just feel so fortunate uh, that people are enjoying this. Please tune in next week because we're going to come to you live from Mertech out Ooh. in Vegas. Ooh, yeah, baby. Live from Vegas. A multi-unit restaurant technology conference in Vegas. Uh, when Brandon shows up and we're coming with like eight or nine of our partner companies, this is going to be a great one and we're very excited about it. And finally, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any of the exciting guests we have coming up. And better yet, invite a friend to hang out with us the next time. So this is Jimmy Frischling, your finance guy, uh, saying thank you to Jacob and passing it back to my boy Shatsy. And thank you, Jimbo. And I just want to give all our listeners a little shout out to Phil's Coffee. That's P-H-I-L-Z coffee.com. So go check it out and check out their 75-ish locations. Great app. Looks like a really cool app. A lot of really cool stuff. By the way, they got a lot of merch. Phil's hoodie in $19.99. But if you call right now, we're giving 20% off on Phil's hoodie. I just made that up, everybody. I don't think there's any discounts on any of Phil's hoodies. But <laughs> he does have some really cool merch, a lot of gift cards, a lot of cool stuff. Uh, so thank you, everybody. Uh, this is Shatsy Hospitality Hangout signing off. Thank you, Jacob. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, everybody. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you.